are really thrilled to be here with you guys. If somebody told me six months ago that we would be here, uh, I don't know what I would have thought, you know, but uh, we're very excited to meet you and just to get to know you, where you're coming from, and how we can partner together to build God's kingdom. Uh, so hopefully, um, even this talk, as I share a little bit about uh, the topic of discipleship as part of your all-in series will contribute to that. And uh, like Chet said, we'll be at your retreat. So yeah, please come to us and don't let us go to bed, okay? We want to stay up and talk to you. I have to say, where's Erin? So you stayed up till 3 a.m.? That's great. I'll have to tell you what I did with my future wife, which I didn't know at that time. We set the record for the longest time that we stayed up at all Slovak uh, student retreats ever, because we stayed up two nights in a row. Okay? So maybe I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so we did it one night. We had a great time talking and laughing and everything. And we stayed up, you know, and then we decided, well, why don't we do it another night? Because if we do it, then there's no way to break a record. Right? They would have to add another night to the retreat. They never did that. So, you know, we hold the record. Two nights in a row, we stayed up. Of course, we were like zombies after we came back from the retreat. Maybe we missed some classes, but don't tell anybody that. But it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, so I would like to continue with your series of All In. I think it's a great title. And I listened to parts of the other talks, and I've learned a lot from them. And I want to uh, conclude the series... Uh, uh, by focusing on one aspect of the ministry of Jesus and something that he's calling us to do. And I heard, where's my clicker, that today, okay, just a moment, yeah, need to turn it on. I heard that today there was no 180 story planned, so I decided to step in and share a little bit of my 180 story. But I will not talk about how I came to know the Lord, but what happened after that. And, and you know, some people say that uh, there are actually several conversions in someone's life. Like one is when you trust Christ, your first conversion. Then, uh, then there are some other conversions when some things in your lives have to change significantly. So I want to focus on that. And this is what happened in my life when I was about your age. Believe it or not, that was true at some point. But I trusted Christ in a summer camp. So this was July. Then I went home for the summer, and I came back to our city of Bratislava, where I was a student. And a guy uh, who was on staff with crew there approached me and just challenged me if I wanted to be uh, discipled by him. And I was such a baby Christian, I had no idea what he meant even by that word. I don't think I ever heard that word before, and I was like, what, discipled? So I had no idea what he meant by that. So he explained it to me briefly. But the point was that we started meeting, and I know that a lot of you guys are doing that too. You have somebody who is helping you grow spiritually. And as he was doing that with me, as he started doing that, I had no idea. I had no idea what was coming in my life. So, uh, of course, you know, I had already experienced some changes as a new believer. Uh, but what was coming was even much better, and that was the 180 turn. Because as, as a result of his influence and leadership in my life, uh, I grew in so many ways, and he challenged me to grow in so many ways that within a very uh, short time, my life just changed completely. 
I literally took a 180 turn. I completely left all of my previous desires, wants, and needs, and it was very natural. And as we did ministry together on campus, as we initiated with students, uh, as we did evangelism, all of a sudden I found myself as a, as a new believer leading several guys and two small groups, and these guys were growing like crazy, and there was multiplication, and I was just like, what? You know, this is happening to me? You know, a few months ago, I was not even a believer. And several months later, there are other people who trusted Christ because, because this guy who was in my life stepped out in faith to, to come to me and challenge me, and we stepped out in faith together, and all of a sudden there were more people in God's kingdom and growing in faith. And by the way, of the eight guys that uh, trusted Christ in that first several months, uh, four of them I, I, that I, I know of and keep in touch with, they're still walking with the Lord and serving God. The, the other four, I have no idea where they are. I don't know what happened to them. But, but it gives me great joy that that is the case. They're still walking with the Lord. So the concept of being a disciple, because that's what we were, what we were doing, and we talked about it all the time, discipleship. What does it mean that somebody is a disciple, and what does it mean to disciple somebody uh, just captivated me. You know, I was, I was totally like consumed by it and, and invested myself in it. And as that was happening, I realized that within one year, that 180 turn was just completed. And there was no going back for me. There was no going back to my previous life at all. So when we talk about that, when we talk about discipleship, Okay, where's that? Okay. Uh, you are very familiar with this passage. I'm sure Matthew 28, 18 to 20, a uh, passage that we call the Great Commission. So towards the end of Jesus' day on the earth, these are some of his last words that he gives to his uh, disciples. Okay? He tells them to go and make disciples of all nations, and one thing that's really interesting about this passage, I don't know if you ever thought about this, is that uh, as he said those words, nobody raised this question. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean by that exactly? Like, what is that? What is, what is a disciple? Who is a disciple? I'm not sure I understand what we should do. So they were pretty clear on that because something uh, they knew something and experienced something. So let me ask you, if somebody asks you this question, who is a disciple? Who exactly is a disciple? What would you say? Is any Christian or every Christian a disciple? Is the word disciple just a synonym for being a Christian? Is it a general broad term that you can use in any way we want? Or is it a more specific narrow term? It's really important to, to know that because, you know, imagine this, somebody comes to you and, and says, okay, I want you to make cars. Here's the money. I'm going to invest in your, in your plan, so why don't you make cars? There's great demand for cars. So, so, so what do you do? Okay? You need to think about, okay, actually, what cars? I'm going to make cars. It's just a very general term, but you will have to take it further. When you came to study here, Okay? You also need to narrow down 
your focus, define a little bit more what you want to invest yourself in, and having a clear understanding, clear picture, really helps you uh, move forward and grow. And I don't know about here, uh, in this context. In Slovakia, the term disciple is used very loosely, or it's not used at all. It's, it's like, it's either or. So people use it loosely in that, in that anybody is a disciple, and anything is discipleship, whatever we do uh, makes disciples, so it doesn't even uh, forces people to think about whether what they are doing is actually really helping to make disciples or not, because anything we do is discipleship. So we are fine. So that's way, one way. And the, the, the other way how it is used is that it is not used at all. You know, nobody uses it. People don't talk about it. And then, sadly, when you ask an average Christian uh, this question, who is a disciple, and you ask somebody who's not a believer, you get the same answer, which is, uh, I don't really know, actually. I don't know. I'm a Christian, and, but I don't really know who a disciple is. So who is a disciple? What would you say? Who is a disciple? So I decided to share some, some characteristics of people who are disciples. Uh, discipleship was uh, not a new term, not a new concept in Jesus' day. Actually, it was a very common common concept, common reality. Uh, Jesus, of course, gave that term a new meaning, a much broader, much deeper meaning, but it was, it was something that people used. The term was not new, so both in the Jewish and the Greek culture, uh, there were many people who had their own disciples, you know, so people used that term. Uh, and these are some of the characteristics that uh, describe somebody who was called a disciple. Okay, it's, working. it's not working for me. So, this is one. Uh, a disciple, he or she is somebody who firmly commits to following a specific teacher and not other teachers. Okay, so this person becomes the main influencer of the disciple. Okay, they say, I'm committing, and I mean this. Okay, if you didn't mean it, if they didn't mean it, they were not a disciple. There had to be this all-in attitude. I'm all-in with this. I want to be influenced by this person. Usually it was some kind of a teacher, but it could be also a politician or you know, somebody with a, a, you know, some high position in the society. So let's start here. So that's the first point. I don't like it. working for me. Okay. Second is that they identify with and imitate the life of this person. Okay. So, so this is more than they just agree with the opinions of the person. They really identify with them. They're like, I want to be like that person, and I want to imitate their life. It's not just, you know, every now and then, casually, I want to read what they say, I will check their post, you know, and maybe they will say something inspiring uh, that I will like, and maybe I will retweet it or something like that. No, I want to identify with that person. I want to be like them, okay? I want to imitate their way of life. Yeah, let's move on. This is, for some reason, not working. Uh, this was another characteristic. Usually, there was a price to pay, okay? There had to be some adjustments made, and, of course, sometimes 
it was not easy and it is not easy for us too. We need to somehow decide whether we want to uh, identify with that person uh, or not, uh, whether we want to imitate their life. So there were some necessary adjustments that needed to be made. So think of it in light of your context, in the light of the context of your life, where you are now in your, in your walk with God. What are some other things? Let's move on. I'll try to do this. Uh, the disciple was constantly learning from the teacher. Constantly. Again, it was not haphazard, random. Okay, I didn't have a uh, good night's sleep, or I don't know. There were, um, you know, of course, many excuses that could be had, but no. They were learning constantly from this teacher, from this person that they wanted to identify with. They wanted to learn to do the teacher's ministry, too. It was not about learning only, but it was about doing something. So if the person they were learning from was doing something, let's say they were teaching or they were leading something, the disciple wanted to do that as well. That was part of the identification. Okay? And the last thing that I have here is there was a call or a commitment to make more disciples of this teacher. Okay, so these were the general characteristics of, of being a disciple in that era. And of course, Jesus gave it even a, a deeper and more powerful layers of meaning. So let me, let me yeah, let's, let's move on. I have a little definition here that I created just for, just for our talk here now. It's always, um, you know, if you ask somebody who's a disciple, you can get a you know, different version of a good answer. So don't take this, like this is God's words or something. But based on those characteristics, this would be kind of my answer. So a disciple is a follower of Jesus who is willing to rearrange their lives uh, according to the priorities, practices, and principles of Jesus. And the disciple does this constantly. Okay? This is how they live their life on an everyday basis. So does this mean that this is, this is it? This is to be all in in terms of being a disciple of Jesus. To be a disciple of Jesus is really a high calling. It's not an easy thing. Um, it is reflected in some high standards and high expectations. And we really have to be all in to make it work. Because if you are not, it's not going to work. Uh, if you're not all in on this, it's not going to work. And there's another level, actually, to this. And it is expressed in these two passages. Let's, let's move on to another slide. Yeah, in these, these two passages, when Jesus is talking to a group of people, uh, crowds that are following him, and these are two parallel passages, when he tells them these words. So read those words and stop a little bit and just immerse yourself in that context. What could be those hearers hearing? Like how would they interpret these words. It's really important for us to realize, too, what he was saying to them. Because we have some... That's the... Let's see. The, okay, it doesn't work. 
Uh, he's saying things like, if anyone would uh, come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Uh, you may know, or you may not, that the cross, when somebody was taking up their cross in those days, it meant something very, very specific. In our culture, I don't know about here, in our culture that phrase has a very different meaning now. Okay? So when you say that, that uh, I have to carry this cross, it usually means that there's some problem, there's some issue in your life. And people say, this is the cross that I carry. It can be anything. It can be anything related to your, to your life, job, you know. Uh, so you may say, uh, this, this uh, teacher that is giving me a hard time, he's my cross. That's the cross that I have to carry. I have to endure his, his uh, you know, class or something. Or it can be something more serious. The situation that I have, that's my cross. In those days, when people heard these words, it meant something very different. Because they were used to seeing people who were carrying their crosses. Okay? And that meant only one thing. It was not a problem that they had to deal with. It was the fact that they were carrying the cross literally to a place where there was no return from. Okay? Because they had to carry it to a place where they were put on the cross and they were crucified. It was over. You know, they, they died. So basically what Jesus is saying to his listeners here is that you have to carry a cross, meaning you have to die to yourself, and that's the way how you become my disciple. If you're not willing to do that, it's not going to happen. Okay? That's the only way. Okay? So denying ourselves, saying no to ourselves, taking up our own cross, dying to our own desires, preferences, needs, and wants, and following him. If not, it's not possible. We have to be all in on this. And from my perspective, there's no more all in. Like, this is, this is the ultimate all in. When we, when we say yes to this, and we identify with this, we want to do this. We want to learn how we can do this in our in the context of our own lives, wherever we are, uh, on an everyday basis, when we are here, when you are here, on campus, when you go home, when you go to the retreat, when you go anywhere, or uh, when you have special opportunities to live this out as well. And we want to give you that special opportunity too. You know, through our partnership, if, if we can move on, yes. So you can do this uh, in Slovakia as well. This is the picture of the castle in Bratislava. Those of you who have been here, you can tell others that it's more beautiful when you're there in person than this. Uh, and you can, you can come to Slovakia at some point, either for summer mission or for you know, other opportunities. You can talk to the staff about it. But this is what it is about. In addition to your everyday lives, there are some special opportunities when you can go all in on being a disciple of Jesus. You can learn how to do that uh, as, you go, as you go outside of your country, of your culture, of your language, and you have to learn how to follow Jesus um, somewhere else. 
So you have the opportunity to join us. Uh, we can tell you more about it, and we will talk more about it at uh, the fall retreat. But I wanted to challenge you to really wrestle with this all-in idea, and especially in light of the Jesus' command to go and make disciples. He, from my perspective, he was, he was very clear on what it meant. We cannot make disciples if we ourselves are not disciples. Okay? But if we are, if we are all in on it, great things will happen. Uh, if you had told me what would happen in my life and I trusted Christ and I started this discipleship relationship with my discipler, I would not have believed you. Okay? But, but it was reality and it gives me great joy that as a result of that, we have seen so many people uh, trust Christ and do the same. Uh, Petya is one of those that uh, were the fruit of our ministry, and he has multiplied herself many times as well. So my prayer would be for you to do the same, to think about it, and if you want to know more about how you can do it with us as well, you know, please uh, come to me. So you can see some people from OU as well here on that picture who were there last last. I mean, this year, last, last summer. So that's all for me. Let me pray for us. Thank you for listening. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. I thank you that through his sacrifice on the cross, we have access to you. We can have eternal life. Our names can be written in the book of life. And not only that, we can grow in our relationship with you and we can become your disciples who make disciples of all nations. So I pray that you will continue to work in us, and I pray that we will be open to this concept, and we will not stop until we really grasp this, this idea of who is a disciple, and, and we will ask questions ourselves, am I a disciple, and how can I grow into being a disciple, and then how can I make disciples of others here at OU, and also outside, and beyond OU, for example, in Slovakia as well. So I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU. Or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at ou.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.